0: that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. Welcome to the Run Your Happy Life podcast. I'm Tina, and thanks for hanging out with me today, you guys. I'm loving today's topic, as I always say, uh, because typically this comes to me from a question or conversation that I have with my runners, and I feel like it's so valid, and and this is something I haven't talked about in a while, and I'm, I'm super excited to be revisiting this concept because it's a great reminder for those who have heard me talk about it before. It's a great reminder for me and something that I think that we need to hear often. So I'm really glad that I'm I'm tapping into this topic again at this point in our training. So as I'm recording this, it is March and I have numerous runners who are getting ready to do their first half marathon, like literally in the next week and a half. I have a group of runners who are about to run their very first ever 5Ks. This weekend, I have a group of runners who are about to do their first half marathon in about five or six weeks. And so there's a lot going on, lots of of big nerves, big excitement, and big goals ahead. And so, you know, in the in the meantime, I, you know, I have runners who are on different tracks and, and struggle with different things and reach out to me for different reasons. And one of the biggest things that happens, and this happens mostly in the newest group, like when all the, the biggest... Where the biggest coaching takes place, which is in the zero to 5K program, right? Like where most of the support is and most of the guidance. And here's the thing. It's not physical. It's not physical guidance. It's not physical support that people need. It is so much mental reassurance and so much, so many barriers that are, are broken down in the process of becoming a runner. And, and I've realized it now more than ever with our seventh group who is about to finish their 5K training. And that's a a big hurdle. That's a big hurdle for them to, to, you know, to go from nothing and to get to the 5K and to decide what they want to do with it from there. But it's been really eye-opening this time. Now, I think part of that reason is because many of you know that my older sister is in this training group. Well, maybe a lot of you don't know that unless you're in, unless you're in our program or in Soulmates for Life. So, if you're listening to this and you're you're not currently a runner with us, maybe you didn't know that. My older sister, is, she's three years older than me. She is in our current training program in 7.0, and she's about to run her 5K this weekend, which is a huge deal. And so, I didn't intend to talk about her on this podcast, and I'm sure she would be fine with it. And I would love to have an interview with her someday. I have one with my little sister. Um, Kami, you guys have heard me talk to her often. She was my patient zero or my very first runner ever who gave me permission to train her using my training plans to see if we could turn her into a runner. And if you've listened to her podcast episode about, it's her interview where it talks about like several failed attempts at becoming a runner until finally she nailed it. And she is running her very first half marathon next weekend. So I'm super excited for that. So my baby sister is running her first half marathon next weekend and my big sister is running her first 5k this weekend. And so what they give me, you know, in them going through this training is so much raw and honest feedback that it's extremely eye-opening for me. And so I got a lot of it whenever my little sister completed the program. She was very open with me. In fact, her feedback helped me to ch- to change the program so that it was more appropriate and doable for other people. So as always, thank you for that cam. Um but my big sister, she she would not even really consider taking on this program. And I'm you know I'm going to have to interview her. You guys are going to have to hear from her because she will tell you over and over again like she sat back and watched all of this happen. I started a year and a half ago and I started with one runner, which grew into three runners, which grew into four. And then that was our first group who went through the program. And all of them have either run a half marathon uh, for Mike. He ran a full marathon or are getting ready to run a half marathon at this point. So, but she watched all of this. So seven, this is my group. I call them 7.0, my seventh group of people to go from non-runners to runner. And she saw all of these other groups. Her husband was in one of the groups um her best friend was in one of the groups but she insisted that she was not coming anywhere near it she's a former athlete and struggled with this mindset this this fixed mindset of like those days are over for me like i am no longer an athlete um she would probably say like i've let myself go i'm too far gone in the physical aspect to be able to gain any of that back, my athleticism, my strength, my endurance, like there's no way because of who I am now that I could be, you know, an athlete. And so she was very raw with me and and almost weekly, (laughs) she quit literally through this program. And I take, I, I don't mean, I'm being facetious. So this program for them, they started their challenge in November. And so they're about, I don't even know, 14 weeks into running at this point, but whenever, You know, she reached a certain milestone that she didn't think she could reach, one of them being running five minutes without stopping. When she got to that point, she was so proud of herself. And then when she saw that the next week I was asking her to increase her her minutes, and I think it went up to six, or she said it went up to seven, whatever it, whichever it was, she cried and said, I couldn't I could barely do five, and you want me to do six or seven. And so she's not alone. So the thing is, when my sisters do this, they reach out to me and tell me, like they will call me and say, like, I can't do this. I'm going to fail or I'm going to quit. Understandably. But here's the thing. Like, they're the ones who call and say that to me, but everybody's thinking it. I mean, most people are thinking it. There are there are some that, you know, their mindset is in a place where they don't struggle with that until later on in training. It does always come up for everybody. It even comes comes up for me occasionally. And I've been at this for 18 years. But... She had this moment often, and she would call me and cry and say, I can't do this. Why are you pushing me? Like, I'm not ready to get that uncomfortable. And and she, the thing is, like, it was never physical. So that time when she was about to quit, I think it was her six-minute run, you know, I had her call me. And while, like, you know, she's my sister, and she'll tell me the truth, and I know she can call me, and I can help her to get through these things, like— She also has to struggle with the fact that I'm her sister. And so other people coming into this who don't know me as a sister, they just know me as a quote unquote, and I use this term loosely, as as their coach, like it's easier for them to trust me, right? But as a sister, like we grew up together. I'm just like, this is, you know, it's very hard for her to just take it at face value and say like, okay, I believe you. There's a lot of like variables in there that make it a little bit more hard, a little bit harder to convince her that she's capable of something because I'm her sister, right? Like I would say things like that, even if I, even if it wasn't true, I would still say it. So, you know, there's that. So she, you know, she called me and I, we talked and I I talked to her through those six minutes and I talked about how like, this is not physical. Like my message to her throughout this entire process continues to be like, this is not a physical barrier holding you back. Like this, this whole, I'm going to quit. I can't do this. This is too hard. It is a mind game or as she calls like a mind, a mind F, (laughs) except uses the word. Um, It it is a total mind game. And, and so what we've realized through this training in this program, and it, it doesn't go away, but it improves drastically throughout training. But this idea that you have to really fight through those Limiting beliefs that you have, which are that you are broken. You can't do this. You're not made to do hard things. Your body doesn't work that way. You're too old. You're too fat. You're too uh, slow, whatever it is. Like all those things, like you are so pro- pre programmed to have those automatic thoughts that you see something that looks like it might be a little bit difficult or you did something that was hard. And then it's, you have like the next goal, which is the next step up. And you're like, well, that was hard. There's no way I can do it without even trying, without even taking that first step. The first thought is I can't do that. I'm going to fail. And that is such a common theme. Like I didn't realize what a common theme that is, which is that I'm going to quit or I'm going to fail. Like there is this expectation, this, this preconceived notion that there's no way I could do you know x y and z whatever it is. And so for some runners it's there's no way I can run 5 minutes. There's no ra- way I can run 6. Like <clears throat> I'm broken, I'm going to fail at some point. Now for some runners who feel, you know, have a little more confidence, either they have been working out already, maybe not running, but they've been working out so they have confidence in their physical ability. Um it doesn't hit them until later. And so they, you know, typically they get through the 5K program, you know, without many, you know, hiccups and they they have the the mindset strength, this is not the norm though. I will tell you right now, the norm is to doubt yourself in the very, not the very beginning. I would say about maybe five or six weeks in when it starts to you know, grow, you have this, this mindset that like, oh, well, my body doesn't run that far, so it's not going to work for me. But those who are strong enough mentally or in, in a better place, I shouldn't say strong enough, but who are in a better place with their confidence and their mindset, and again, it's typically people who have been working out but are trying their hand at running, this happens for them later on down the road when they get to distances that they in their mind think like that's never something that I could do. Like this isn't something that's possible for me. Like that's I never even thought I could do that. So that might be somebody who says like I want to train for a 5K which is 3.1 miles. But then as they're training for it and then they're like hmm I wonder if I could do a little more and then they maybe take on an 8K which is five miles and then hmm I wonder if I could do a little more and then go to the 10K and so on. And then suddenly they find themselves saying like I wonder if I could train for a half marathon. And of course, I'm over here like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. But there's still that limiting belief. So at some point on your journey, you are going to work through that. Like you're not, you're never going to escape that completely. There is going, There are, there are going to be moments when you, when you have doubts and you say like, eh, is my body made for this? Is this something I can do? And then you'll start questioning like, is this something I want, right? Why is that? It's because we are, again, programmed as human beings to keep ourselves alive, right? Like we are pre-programmed to to survive. And to survive means to stay comfortable, to not push ourselves out of our comfort zone, to not put ourselves like out there doing something that could possibly cause us quote unquote harm or put us in danger. Like our bodies naturally want to protect us. So we're going to stay under the blanket on the couch and not push ourselves past our comfort zone because we don't want to be hurt. And so it, it's 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 hard to, to reach beyond that mentally, not physically. So whenever things start to increase, it's not that it gets so much harder, like it's still hard, but now you have to put forth effort, like you've been putting forth, but now you're fighting this whole idea, this preconceived notion that I can't be a runner. And if I run for six minutes, then I'm getting closer to what a runner would be doing. And I already know I can't do that. Like I'm already waiting to fail. So there's no way I can do that. Or, oh, well, now you want me to run four miles? Well, that's obviously something that I'll fail because I don't run four miles. I'm not a runner. Like that's not me. And then you expect yourself to fail. And it's such a mind game. And so through this process of being able to train my sisters and having, you know, getting my older sister, again, I I joked and said she quit every week. No, like she does. I would say- the past couple of weeks, she she said to me this week in particular, she called me her, she does her first run on Tuesdays. And so I got a, a call around four o'clock. And again, she's my sister, so yes, she has the ability to do that because she also has the ability to tell me I'm crazy and this isn't going to work. And her run this week on Tuesday was intervals of 14 minutes. Isn't that crazy? Like we were talking about four and five five and six minutes. So, okay, she obviously succeeded with her five minutes and her six minutes and her eight minutes and her nine minutes and her ten minutes and her twelve minutes. And here we are at fourteen, And she calls me and says, "I'm taking the week off. I'm like, what? I'm taking the week off. I'm just I'm gonna take a break. This is all too much. I'm maxing out. You told me not to max out. And I was like, no, 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 no. I told you because she listened to my last podcast. I told you and everybody else in that podcast that you're going to max out when you reach your goal and at that point that you need to allow your body to recover a little bit. You're not at your max yet. She's like, yes, I am. This is hard. I'm like, no, you're at, you know, level hard, but you're not at your max. Your max comes next weekend. Trust me, I wrote the plans. You're maxing out next week. So no, you're not quitting this week. And she's like, oh, and so, you know, we talked on the phone. And, you know, we got her through the workout. It wasn't ideal. It wasn't how she wanted it. And she's like, well, you know, when I first did this, before I could get a hold of you, I walked, I stopped to walk so many times. And I'm like, it's okay. Like, it's okay. Why are you beating yourself up about this? Literally think about what you're saying right now. You know, three, four months ago, you would have, you know, not, I said, you wouldn't have been wanting to, to walk two miles around a track. And here you are running 14 minute intervals, probably getting close to three and a half, four miles. I don't know at this point. And you're disappointed because you stopped to walk a few times. Like, let's put this in perspective. It's okay. So, you know, we made a plan for her next run. We were going to adjust her next run a little bit because she was feeling down about this one and not doing it to, to completion. And here's the thing, like everything that I'm doing is about mindset training. It's not physical. I'm going to say that again. Everything that I'm doing in this program is about mindset training. Of course, there's a small part that is physical. You know, you can find beginning runner plans online. They're, they're probably not exactly like mine but you can find plans. So why do people quit? Why do people stop? Why do people fail? Why do people often get to week six or minute six and then suddenly they repeat it over and over and over again and then they fail? It's because it's the mindset work that is the magic. It is the mindset it is the mindset exercise, that, exercises that it takes to push you out and beyond those limiting beliefs. And you can't get past them unless you're physically moving past them and doing the mindset work to move past them. Do you want to know who struggles the most in any of my programs? Do you want to know who struggles the most? People who have that preconceived notion that they're going to fail. So then they start to retreat. Maybe don't show up as much for coaching sessions. Don't show up for lives. Don't do the the weekly reflections that I send out because they already have this preconceived notion that I'm going to fail. And they think if they show up for the Zoom or they show up for the live, it's just gonna remind them that they failed. But that's not the case. The truth is that's where all the magic happens. The magic happens in the coaching because it's all mindset. You know, a lot of runners start off by saying to me, Like how, you know, new runners, how do I hold my hands? How do I breathe? How do I step? What kind of shoes do I wear? You know, what kind of sports bra do I need? All of these logistic things that just don't matter. Do they make a difference a little bit here and there? Absolutely. They make a difference when it comes to comfort, but they are not what is going to make you succeed. If you don't do the mindset work, if you don't do the work to allow yourself to believe that you can do this. The work to prove to yourself that you can make it beyond those limiting beliefs that you're not a runner, you could never run more than two minutes, or you could never run a mile, or you could never run a 5K or a half marathon. If you don't physically move yourself past that while doing the mindset work, you're never going to succeed. You will quit. If I would let my sister take the week off because she decided she quote unquote maxed out because she was getting scared because now we're getting close to her 5K and now she's expecting to fail... If I let her take a week off and said, it's okay, go ahead back, that would be reaffirming her thoughts that she can't do this and she needs to be backed up to an easier, and I'm using quotes, an easier week, right? And I said that to her. I said, I will never, I will never give you permission to move back. Now, I want to clarify this because there are people who things happen during training Sickness happens, uh, family stuff comes up, um, you know, things happen where you are unable to show up for a week because of life circumstances. And in some cases, I will move people back. So there are people who finish like a week or two after, but it's not because they decided that they can't handle that week. Like you will never hear me say, Oh, you're right. You probably can't handle this week. You should go back and do this. Nope, I'm not going to say it because it is more important that you show up and you do it messy than it is for you to go back and do it perfectly. Because believe it or not, moving backwards and thinking that you have to redo something because it wasn't good enough just it, it reaffirms those thoughts, reaffirms those thoughts that you're not strong enough. You're not capable. You better go back and do it easier. You better you know, fix yourself before you're ready for the next step. Like Absolutely not. If you did the previous week, then you're moving on to the next week. I don't care what it looks like. It is more important for you to mentally know that you have the ability to move forward and to keep moving forward, even if it's not perfect. Even if it's not perfect. I mean, who cares if it's perfect? I would much rather my sister go out there and do her 14-minute intervals having to stop a couple times. You guys, so you already know this. If you have been listening to me, if you are one of my runners, you already know this, that so many variables play into runs that feel like crap. It does not mean you're too fat. It does not mean you're too old. It does not mean you're too out of shape. So many things play into that. Stress levels, work, quality of sleep, hydration, quality of food. When you ran last, I mean, so many things play into this, but it's our default to somehow shame and punish ourselves and think that there's something wrong with us and that we're failing and it's just not true. It is very likely that my sister will, okay, we'll say that she had a quote unquote messy run for her her first run of the week. We've adjusted her second run and there's a very good chance that if she gives herself a day to recover in between that she's going to have a phenomenal second run of the week. And then all of a sudden, that first run of the week is null and void, right? But what happens if we allow ourselves to stop and go back? We don't give ourselves that redemption run. We think, oh, well, I know when I get to the 14s, I'm going to fail because that's when I failed last time. But if you allow yourself to keep moving forward and just keep showing up, you'll realize that, again, there's so many variables that are in play. And so what if it was messy? Just keep going because there's a good run right around the corner. And when when she posted that, and when a lot of runners post that in our group, So many of our hype squad members or former runners who were non-runners before that chime in to say, don't worry, a crappy run means that there's a good run right around the corner and that's okay. Like, it's okay to do it messy. It's okay to do it messy. I had the most amazing run this weekend. I had a long run this weekend and I actually had a great run today. So kind of like I did have a break in between, so my body is rested. I I ran on Sunday. I took Monday off and Tuesday off from running. So today is Wednesday and I ran. So I had a long run, a nine mile long run on Sunday. It felt amazing. Now for Mike, who was running with me at the time, we don't get to run together often, but we did. He felt awful. He felt awful. And I could tell he felt awful. He asked me to stop multiple times and he looked like he was struggling. He didn't look like he was hydrated. Um, I think he had a lot of stress at work. And so he just really struggled. And that's not typical. Typically, I'm the one saying like, let's walk. Can we take a walk break? I hate that you feel so good. Um, but it was him, and I felt really amazing. Even after we finished, I felt really good. That does not happen all the time. And then I had a I had a run earlier last week that was terrible. It was crap. I did not want to do it. I walked so much. Like I literally walked half a mile before I even started jogging because I was pouting about it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do it. And then today I had a run. I was so tired from from work. The work day was just It was different than usual and it was stressful. It was heavy and I was exhausted and I didn't want to go. And I said, well, Jocelyn has swim lessons, so I'm just going to get on the treadmill. And I do not love the treadmill. So I had to get on the treadmill and I had to do five miles. And I said, well, I'm just going to do three. Uh, I'm just going to do two. I got on there and I started and then I got in the zone and it ended up being a really, really great run on a treadmill. That doesn't happen for me often. So you never know. You never know what is coming around the corner, but you don't stop moving forward. You don't stop moving forward and you don't quit on a run. Like if she would have stopped when she called me, she called me at like, she was on 11, 11 minutes of her first interval. And she's like, I'm quitting for the week. Like, nope, you're going to keep going. And so, so what if she had to take a three-minute walk break and then finish out her interval, interval? She needed to finish that workout, whatever it looked like, messy, imperfect, whatever it was, she needed to finish it. And she needed to show up for workout number two. And she needed to be ready to go, right? Because there's a good run right around the corner. And so I just want to, the reason I'm recording this, because it is crazy how our minds control our bodies. It is absolutely insane. I would venture to say that any goal that we have, anything that we're working towards, anything that we're trying to achieve, if we're struggling with it, if we're feeling less than, if we feel like we're doing something wrong, like I really think we need to evaluate our mindset and our our deep-rooted thoughts on ourselves and our confidence to continue to reach towards that goal. Now I'm talking about this in regards to like I think about my life healthy eating, right? I think that I naturally have preconceived thoughts, limiting beliefs that I will quit eating healthy because I'll get bored of it or I'll get stressed and I'll have cravings and then I'll just eat something and then you know fall off the wagon. All the all of those thoughts like those are things that I work through. And also with me in regards to this running business, like business is not comfortable for me. I don't like it. I love the running program. I love coaching these runners, but the whole business aspect makes me very uncomfortable. And I have some limiting beliefs around like, is this something I can even, you know, do well? <laughs> because there are so many components to it that are uncomfortable for me. And so that's something that I have to work through. But I will tell you right now, like, this is what every business coach will tell you. Every every coach, every coach will tell you that You just have to keep showing up no matter what it looks like, right? Messy C work, B work is so much better than waiting for that A work and holding yourself back and keeping yourself back and and putting up your own barriers that are limiting your ability to move forward because you think it has to be perfect. You have to be so fast first. You have to be so fit first. You have to lose weight first. Whatever it is, like you're just limiting yourself. Like it is so much better to show up sloppy, show up messy, show up in the state that you are And go from there. That's the only way you're going to move forward and to to really succeed is just to keep showing up messy as you are right now. Because I promise you that person that you're trying to make before you start, before you take the leap, before you do things that make you uncomfortable, like that person's not going to come until you, start moving forward. Like that person's out there, but you have to get yourself in that forward motion. You have to get your momentum going. You have to allow yourself to experience that discomfort and see it like, it's okay. I'm moving through it. I'm moving past it. I'm doing way more than I thought possible. And I think back to my sister who was crying about six minutes, crying and saying, that was so hard for me. Why would you ask me to do six? I could barely do five. And now she's upset because she couldn't because she only ran 11 and then she had to stop and walk for a minute. Think about that. Like that's that's a mind game. That's a mind game. Because all of that in between was done and accomplished by somebody who thought that they couldn't do six. And so, you know, she and I talked about this a little bit last night and she, I could feel her kind of, she seemed a little bit lighter after talking about this and really putting it into perspective of what she's accomplished and what she's done because it's so comfortable to sit back and say, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, right? Like, so, yeah, I did it, but I'm slow. Yeah, I did it, but I had to walk. Yeah, I did it, but like, it's so easy to do that. It is such our, like, you have to stop your, uh, you know, people call it shooting. You got to stop shooting on yourself. Like, I should have done it faster. I should have gone farther. I should have ran longer, whatever it is, like you got to stop that and, and just freeze for a moment and take a look back at how far you've come and what you've already accomplished and how many of those barriers you've already broken through. And if if you find yourself listening to this and you're holding yourself back and you're saying like, well, I can't or I couldn't, you guys know my rule. If you have listened to me, you know my rule. If you are holding yourself back because you feel like it doesn't fit into life seasons as far as the time that you can dedicate to do something, I'm not. Okay, so let me clarify that in regards to setting bigger goals, not in regards to showing up for yourself. Like that should be a non-negotiable. You showing up for yourself three times a week is not astronomical. That is not an unreasonable ask to be able to show up for yourself three times a week. At bare minimum, you should give yourself 30 minutes, 30 minutes each time, three times a week at bare minimum. So that's not what I'm referring to. Now, I'm referring to if you have chosen goals that require a more more of a time commitment than that. Like if you've chosen, if you're holding yourself back from training for a half marathon because you know that you don't have the time to put into that right now, you know you won't have the time that it will take to complete those runs and it's going to add stress to your life and that's not something that you should consider. But if you are saying, I'm not going to do it because I don't have the ability, that's not a reason. That's not an acceptable reason. If you're holding yourself back from How about if you're listening to this and you want to be a runner, but you're not because you're afraid that you're going to fail and I could never run three miles. If I lose weight first, then I'll do it. Do you know how many people tell me that? If I lose, Once I lose weight, then I'll do it. Once I work out for a while, then I'll do it. Once I get stronger, then I'll do it. Like, are we done? Are we done? Are we done? And if you're a runner of mine or if you're a runner and you're saying, yeah, I really would love to do a 10K, but I'm not going to do that until I lose weight. I'm just going to stick to this distance because I weigh too much, whatever. Like, could we stop that? Could we stop that? Because you can do it in the body that you're in right now. You have everything that you need to do it in the body that you're in right now. You just have to take those next messy steps, right? Like, And if my runners aren't proof of that, then I don't know what is because there are so many insecurities that pop up naturally for all of us, but we have all managed to move forward and reach goals that we never thought possible. And it's pretty incredible. So if you're choosing if you're choosing a goal because it's what fits into your life, then good for you for planning that out and knowing what lights you up and feels right. If you're choosing a goal because you're scared and you're holding yourself back and you're thinking you don't have the ability, then you need to change it up and just do it. Because guess what? You don't have to be ready for the end goal at the beginning. You just have to be ready for the first step. You just have to be ready for the second step after the first step. Do you get what I'm saying? You just have to be ready for the next step. So don't allow yourself to get all caught up in the, I don't know about that goal. I don't think that I can do that. Like, you don't. you shouldn't. (laughs) You shouldn't. When I did my eight miles several weeks ago, I thought, oh, can I really do 13.1? I just did 26 miles, not even a year ago. But here I am asking myself that, right? But I know better than that. I know that I just keep showing up and eventually I'm like, well, dang, I can do it. Like, who would have thought? Because I just kept showing up. It was, it's not always perfect. It's not always pretty. It's not always easy. It's definitely not convenient all of the time, but it's doable. It's 100% doable. And if that's something that's that's going to light you up, then you need to do it. You need to to move forward and take those messy steps. And remember, it's a mind game. Do the mindset work. If you're one of my runners and you're wondering, how do I do that? Come to the lives. Do the reflections. Come to the Zooms. Like that's where, listen to the podcast. This is part of the mindset work. Like this right now, listening to this is part of the mindset work. This is part of how you remind yourself that you are physically capable. So you can listen to this and you can journal about this. Journal about how you know or what you will say to yourself the next time you find yourself saying, I need to quit. I need to move back. I need to restart. I need, I'm not ready for this. Like how will you manage that? And I hope you write down, I will keep going anyway. I will chalk it up to a, well, that was a tough run and it didn't go as planned, but I'll keep moving forward. And talk about how you're going to continue to move forward even if it's not perfect. Write yourself a note, do messy work, do C-minus work. Just keep showing up, whatever it is. And when you find yourself slipping, come to the lives, come to the Zooms, listen to the podcast and do the mindset work. Because that is where the magic is, you guys. That is where the magic is. If you're not a runner and you want to be, you have to head over to tinarepacom forward slash run and sign up for the next challenge, which will be this summer. But you need to do that quickly. You need to do that quickly so that we can get you on the list. And you need to you know, keep showing up for the podcast and keep doing the mindset work and get yourself out there. I I highly recommend to anybody listening to this, if you haven't done so yet, you need to carve out 30 minutes for yourself three times a week. You need to stake a claim in that time and make it yours, whether it's before work, after work, during lunch, on the weekends, whatever it is, choose three times a week, 30 minutes each each time, 30 minutes each time, and make it your time. Make it habitual. Go out and walk. Do something for yourself. Jog for 30 seconds and walk, but do something for 30 minutes for you, and that's how it starts. That's how it starts. If you think you need help, if you've done couch to 5k, if you've done, you know, tried some beginning training plans and you've said, I just can't stick with it. If you need a team, if you need accountability, if you need someone to continue to remind you and coach you through this process, because you've tried it so many times and it's just, it's really hard to get past those limiting beliefs, then you need to reach out to me so that we can connect and get you on the list to start with us in July. We're going to have our next challenge in July. We just decided that officially this past weekend. So I'm super excited. But um, you guys you guys know you can reach out to me on Instagram. You can reach out to me on Facebook. You can come to our lives that are public for everyone on Facebook, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. I'll hop on there once a week and chat with you guys. Um, But most importantly, make some time for yourself, you guys. You deserve it. You need it. You need it. You need it. Talk about mental health. You need it for yourself and you deserve it. You only get one life. YOLO. You only get one life, you only live once. And how about we extend those days and extend those years by showing up for ourselves and feeling our bodies getting stronger because we deserve that. And your body deserves that. And you're literally adding years to your life by showing up for yourself in this way. And don't you deserve that? Doesn't your family deserve that? You're adding years to your life. You're strengthening your lungs, you're strengthening, strengthening your heart, you're pushing blood more efficiently through your body, you're flushing out toxins, you're sweating out toxins you're firing up your endorphins. Don't you deserve that? Doesn't your family deserve that, that better version of you? They do. And you do. So go get it. If you haven't run yet, get out there and get it done. I love you guys. And I will see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at Repa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine.